0: Stories from Upanishads Retold by Argya Goswami Dear friends, hope you are all doing well. Today I am going to continue the conversation between Lord Sri Ramchandra and Lord Sri Hanuman on Upanishads. This is Adhaya 2 from Muktika Upanishad. This Adhaya, or chapter, contains 18 verses. Hanuman was completely mesmerized by the explanation of different paths of salvation. He wanted to know more. With folded hands kneeling before Lord Ram, he asked, O Lord, what is Jivan Mukti? What is Vidya Mukti? What is the authority therein? What about its perfection? What is the object of such perfection? Sri Ram smiled and replied, O Maruti, The dharma of a man's chitta or mind that has the characteristics of agency and enjoyment is fraught with pains and hence tend towards the bondage. Control of chitta or mind is jivana mukti. Vedaya mukti follows when, through the extinction of prabhada, the removal of the bodies takes place like the ether in the pot after the letter is broken. Authority of Jivana Mukti and Vidhya Mukti are 108 Upanishads. It is objects of perfection and is attaining to eternal bliss through the removal of pains of agency, etc. This has to be achieved through human efforts. Like progeny obtained through Putrakamasti sacrifice, wealth in trade or heaven through Jyotistoma sacrifice, So, Jivanamukti is gained through Samadhi, arising through Vedantic studies and accomplished through human efforts. It has to be won through extinction of all vasanas or desires. There are three verses on this. Thus, the efforts of man are stated to be of two kinds, those that transcend and those that are according to the scriptures. Those that transcend scriptures tend to harm, while those are according to the scriptures tend to reality. Friends, before I continue, I would like to throw some light on the term prabaddha. According to Vedantic school, it is also called prabaddha Karma, which means actions began set in motion. And it represents three types of karmas or actions. It is the portion of Sanchita Karma that bears fruit and shapes the events and conditions of the current life, including the nature of one's body, personal tendencies and associations. Now, coming back to the story, Sri continued, To men, true jnana does not arise through vasanas of the world, scripture and body. There are two types of vasanas, the pure and the impure vasanas. If you are led by the pure vasanas, you shall reach Brahman. But... If you are led by the impure vasanas, then you land in danger, as they should be overcome through efforts. Only through human efforts, the impure vasanas should be diverted towards the pure path. The impure one has to be transmuted into the pure one, so also the rivers. This Chitta, or mind, has to be fondled through human effort. O Vayuputra, it is only when through means of practice of both vasanas abandon you, you will realize the effects of such practice. Even in the case of doubt, pure vasanas alone should be practiced. Sri Rama continued his explanation to Hanuman. O Vayuputra, there is nothing wrong in increase of pure vasanas, extinction of vasanas, vijnana, that is the understanding and knowledge and destruction of manas when practiced together for a long time regarded to be fruitful. Even after lapse of hundred years, if these are not equally practiced again and again, Brahman cannot be attained. Even if one of these three is practiced For a long time, it will not yield its fruit like an imperfect mantra. Through the practice of these, for a long time, firm knots of heart are cut. Without a doubt, like breaking of the threads in the lotus stalk rent in twain, the illusory sansarika vasana that has arisen through the practice of hundreds of lives never perishes. Except through the practice of yoga for a long time. Therefore, O Samya, after having put away to a distance the desires of enjoyment through discriminative human effort, resort to these three alone. The wise men know that the mind associated with vasanas tend to bondage while the mind freed from vasanas is said to be the emancipated one. It is practiced by deliberating on truth. Friends, let me bring in some thoughts on Vijnana. Sri Ramakrishna Paramhansa defines it as he alone who after reaching the Nitya or the Absolute can dwell in Leela, that is the relative and again climb from Leela to Nitya has ripe knowledge and devotion. Sages like Narada cherish the love of the God after attaining the knowledge of Brahman this is called Vijnana. It is to know God distinctly by realizing His existence through an intuitive experience and to speak to Him intimately. Different ancient texts describe Vijnana differently. In Panchatantra, it is defined as knowledge, wisdom, intelligence and understanding. In Bhagavad Gita, it is defined as the worldly or profane knowledge, knowledge derived from the worldly experience. Whereas in Mahabharata, it is defined as the organ of knowledge. Sri Ramchandra continued, "O Mahakapi, practice the state of mind devoid of vasana. Vasana will perish through well-conducted deliberation and truth. Through the absorption of vasanas, the mind attain quiescence like a lamp without oil." one whose mind is devoid of distraction and is centered on me as the nature of Chinmatra, which is the pure consciousness alone, abandoning the vasanas and has the nature of Sachidananda, Whether Samadhi or Karma are performed or not, one who has supreme chitta or mind with a heart devoid of all desires or vasanas is an emancipated person. He whose mind is freed from vasanas do not desire for the fruits arising from the performance or non-performance of actions or samadhi or jnana. Except through the entire giving up of the vasanas and through Mona, the observance of silence towards objects, Brahman is not attained. Though devoid of vasanas, the eye and other organs are searching involuntarily, prompted to their respective external objects through habit, such as eye will always look and ears will always hear. As a fearless, intelligent man enters into the worldly affairs without any desires or vasanas, just as the eye, without any desires, sees without any effort the objects that fall on it. O Maruti, the Munis and sages know Vasana that is manifested through the consciousness of objects which is the nature of the object itself and which is the cause of origination and absorption of chitta or mind. This excessively fluctuating chitta or mind is the cause cause of birth dotage which is actually the period of life in which a person is old and weak and death. Due to the identification of itself with objects practiced firmly for a long time, like the analogy of the seed and the tree, the vibration of prana arises through vasanas and vice versa and vasanas through the former. These forming of the seed of chitta or mind to the tree of chitta, there are two seeds, vibration of prana and vasanas. If any one of them perishes, then both will perish. Through the worldly action being done without attachment, through the abandoning of the thought of reality of the universe and conviction of the destructibility of the body, vasanas do not arise. Through the complete giving up of the vasanas, chitta becomes not chitta. Friends, let me pause here a bit and provide you with some more information on Chitta. I researched about it and found some interesting concepts from Yoga Sutra, which was composed by the great sage Patanjali. According to the Yoga Sutra, Chitta in humans, in which we call as mind, is always fluctuating. Fluctuations in mind are reflection of disequilibrium of the three gunas or three gunas. And they are Sattva, that is purity, Rajas, that is activity, and Tamas, that is dullness which manifest themselves in form of vrittis or fluctuations of mind. Thus, the purpose of yoga is the cessation or nirodha of the fluctuations of these vrittis of mind or chitta. gives rise to the state of samadhi where the mind is calm and undisturbed even in the most difficult circumstances. In order to reach such a state of absolute calmness and balance, it is important to first develop an understanding of the different states in which the human mind lies. Yoga Sutra talks about five different states of mind and they are Shripta or chaotic or most fickle state of mind, Mudha or dull or lazy state of mind, Vishipta or partially focused mind, Ekagra or one-pointed state of mind, niruddha or fully absorbed state of mind. In shkhipta state, which is also called the monkey mind state, is dominated by rajas guna because most of the time in the waking hours, we are involved in some physical or mental activity. There is a lack of decision-making ability, restlessness, confusion, unclarity and anxiety. You can identify and drop unhealthy patterns while waking up late wrong food habits, negative self-talk, and complaining, etc. Similarly, you can consciously inculcate desires of life pattern into your life. By doing this, you are giving clear direction to your mind so that it stops wandering and focus only on what is required at that moment. In this way, yoga can help you to be present in the moment with greater attention and ease. I'll give you an example from my own life. Since I'm into software development and more often than not I sit into long calls and often just as a mere listener. So earlier I used to fidget my phone, play games on the phone while call was on, which made my mind fluctuate. It was a clear state of shift. After reading through many Upanishads, I realized my mistake. I tried to stay into the present and participate. One quick way to stay in the present, especially when you are on long calls, is to write notes from the call. In this way, you will listen to whatever is being discussed in the call and also provide your full attention to it. In muda state, which is also called the donkey state of mind, is dominated by tamas guna, in which the mind is sluggish, sleepy and lacks vitality. Due to the sluggish nature of the mind, the lack of the energies observed in this state to deal with subtle and deep issues of life. Most of us usually oscillate between Shhipta and mudha states during our waking hours. Mudha state comprises a lack of energy and vitality, poor concentration, distorted connection with the inner self, depression and sadness. This state mostly happens in the cases where you have to adapt a totally new life situation and you lose a sense of identity in the newfound space. To handle your mind this state, drop all your thoughts and reconnect to your inner world through yoga and meditation so that you are able to find your ultimate true self which will stay with you in all situations of life. In shift the state of mind, sattva guna starts to dominate and mind can gradually concentrate and focus. We feel balanced and happy with clear thoughts and then when some difficult situations arise, we get distracted again and fall back into old patterns. The mind is pulled away from sattva back into rajas or tamas in this state there is an alternating state of clarity and confusion it has a calm mind which is easily distracted concentration is better than before fluctuating mind between stability and instability it can be handled by focusing more and more on the work you are doing one way i did some time back was concentrating and focusing on a dot on the wall I kept staring at it, trying not to get distracted for a long period. That small dot is all you must see. Just like Arjun could only see the bird's eyeball while shooting at drones. ashram. In Ekagra state of mind, it is the one-pointed state. From this word, we get the word Ekagrata. All inner noise has calmed down. The mind is now peaceful, aware and ready for focus. In this state, one can bring in their complete attention at one point without getting affected by any external factor. It kills all confusion and anxiety in a person. Vyasa in his commentary on Yoga Sutra said that Ekagra will erase all afflictions which cause suffering and pull out a person from bondage of karma. In Niruddha state of mind, which is fully focused, No old or new impressions can distract mind from the point of focus and complete stillness is reached. One is able to glide through the life with utmost grace. There is no reaction to life's ever-changing situation. Mind is now fully under control of the person or yogi and all fluctuations come under the direct control of intellect or sattvic buddhi as opposed to being controlled by ego when the man or yogi sustains in the state of niruddha for a long period the mind reaches to the state of equilibrium of three gunas or trigunas, that is sattva rajas or tamas which leads to liberation or kaivalya now let's get back to the story Sri Ramachandra continued, when the mind is completely devoid of any vasanas, it dawns into state of mindlessness at a great peace. So long as you are without the mind of true discrimination, are not a knower a Brahman, so long as you follow what is decided by gurus, teacher, and authorities of sacred books, when all your sins are burnt up and you are a knower of reality without any anxiety, then all the good vasana should be given up. Destruction of chittas of two kinds, one with form, another one without form. One with form is jivanamukta while one without form is Mukta. O Vayuputra, understand the meaning of destruction of chitta when all the attributes of maitri, or friendship and others become calm without any resurrection. There is no doubt of it, then manas or mind of a jivanamukta is free from rebirths. To him, this is destruction of manas or mind with form. But to Vidya Mukta there is a destruction of manas or mind without form. It is the chitta or manas that is the root of the tree of sansara. With its thousands of shoots and branches, tender leaves and fruits, I think it to be sankalpa alone. In order that the tree of sansara may wither soon, dry up its root through the calmness of sankalpa, there is only one means to control one's mind, and that is to destroy as soon as it arises. That is the great dawn. For wise men, the mind is destroyed, whereas for ignorant men it is bound. So long as the mind is not destroyed through the firm practice of Brahman, so long as the vasanas shashe in about the heart like a vetala or goblin at the night time, vasanas of enjoyment of one who has destroyed the egoism of chitta and control the organs and enemies and decay like lotuses in the mid-winter. Pressing one against another, setting teeth against the teeth, forcing one limb against other, he should first conquer his mind. Sri Ramchandra paused for a bit and again continued. It is not possible on the part of one to control the mind by sitting up again and again except through approved means. As the vicious rutting elephant is not subjected to control except through compulsion of the Mahut. So the matter of controlling mind and effective means are the attainment of spiritual knowledge, association with the wise, entire abdication of all vasanas and control of pranas. While such is the prescribed means, should the person try to control the mind through violence, they are like those who search in the darkness, having the support of light in their hands. Those who endeavor to control the mind through force are trying to bind a mad elephant with the filaments of a lotus stalk. There are two seeds to a tree of mind having ever-growing branches of modification. One seed is fluctuation of prana. The other one is the firmness of vasanas. All-pervading consciousness or atman is agitated by fluctuation of prana. Means of dhyana or meditation by which Brahma jnana is attained through one-pointedness or Ekagrata of mind is now imparted to you after duly resolving back the things originated in the universe with all their changes. Meditate upon that which remains such as Chinmatra or consciousness alone, which is also Chidananda or conscious bliss, the wise men say that the interval experienced by yogis after inspiration and before the next expiration is the internal or antara kumbhaka or retention of breath, while the interval of complete equilibrium after expiration and before the next inspiration is the external or bhaya kumbhaka through the force of practice of dhyana the current of the modification of manas devoid of the self that is brahmic nature is said to be samprajanata samadhi while the mind which with utter calmness of modification confers to supreme bliss is said to be asamprajanata samadhi this is dear to the yogis this state that is devoid of light, manas and buddhi, that is the nature of Chit or consciousness and is styled by the Munis Samadhi. That is a samadhi that does not care or require aid of another. It is the plenum above, below and in Samadhi is itself Vidhi Mukta as sanctioned by the books or Brahman. Sri Ram continued to explain further. The clinging to the objects without previous or subsequent deliberation through intense longing is stated to be vasana. O great Kapi, whatever is meditated upon by a person with ardent impetuosity without any other vasana, that he soon becomes. A person that is entirely subject to vasana becomes the nature of that and when he regards this universe, as sat or reality, then he is subjected to delusion. Because of many strong vasana, he does not abandon the nature of the universe. The person of wrong vision sees everything under the infatuation like one is deluded. Vasanas are of two kinds, the pure and the impure vasanas. The impure ones are the cause of rebirth, while the pure are the destroyers of it. Impure are said by the wise men to be the nature of intense Agyana associated with great ahankara and rebirth. Of what avail is the chewing again and again of many shastric stories to one that has abandoned the seed of rebirth, having turned it into the burnt one? O Maruti, you should with effort seek the effulgence within. O oh, Greatest Vanara, ever after having abandoned the visible and the invisible is the one alone, is the not a mere nor a Brahman but Brahman himself. One who has studied four Vedas, various books, does not cognize the reality of Brahman is like the spoon which is ignorant of good taste. Therefore, what other advice of indifference can be imparted to a person that has not attained indifference to the impure vasana of delusion of body? This body is very impure while the Atman that dwells in it is very pure. When the differences between two are thus known, what then may be is ordained as purification. The bondage of vasana is the real bondage while the destruction of vasana is the salvation. After wholly abandoning the vasanas, give up the desire for salvation. After first giving up the vasana of objects dependent on the vasanas of mind, attract it to the pure vasanas associated with maitri or friendship and others. Through engaged in the world with these pure vasanas, give up them too and retire within the calm desires and become one longing for chit alone. Then, O Maruti, giving up that also associated as it is with manas and buddhi, you may now be left alone and become firm in mean samadhi. O Vayuputra, Always worship Brahman that is destructive of pains without sound, touch, form, decay, taste, destruction or smell without name and gotra or clan. I am that non-dual Brahman that is the nature of visible Jnana like the Akasha which is supreme always shining without birth, non-dual without destruction without attachment and pervading all. I am the all and the nature of salvation one should ever meditate upon me. Thus, I am the form of visible jnana, the pure and chainless nature and have really no objects in me. I am the ever full Brahman, transverse and across, up and down, also meditate upon me. Thus, I am birthless, deathless, ageless, immortal, self-shining, all-pervading, destructionless, causeless, pure, beyond the effect of the universe and ever content. When one becomes prey to time, he gives up the state of jivanamukti as the wind attains the motionless state. In Rig Veda, it is said that, like the eye which is spread in Akasha, so the wise men ever see the supreme Brahman of Vishnu. The Brahmins that have ever the divine vision praise in the diverse ways and illuminate the supreme seat of Vishnu. Om Tat Sat is the Panishad. So friends, that was the end of muktika upanishad and the conversation between Sri ramachandra and lord hanuman i hope you enjoyed it stories from upanishad has now got its exclusive website visit https://www.storiesfromupanishads.com to get some more information in form of blogs collection of all my previous podcast episodes Exciting offer from Exotic India, which offers a unique selection of products that reflect the cultural traditions and lifestyle of India. You can also directly access their website using the link provided in the button Shop Now. Also, I'll put in the link in the show notes below. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, review my podcast series, Stories from Upanishad. Your small action would mean a lot for me, so please do it. And also leave some review comments, some ratings in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. As the reviews and ratings give me much needed boost to move on. Please do write to me in my email argyathings at gmail.com. That is A-R-G-H-Y-A-T-H-I-N-K-S at the rate gmail.com as many of my listeners often do write to me and discuss with me on various topics. It is all about asking more and more questions rather than finding more and more answers. Let the path of communication be transparent. Let it flow. And until then... Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcasts, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Source content collected from various books on Upanishads, such as Messages of the Upanishads by Swami Ranganathananda, Brihadda Aranyaka Upanishad by Swami Madhavananda, 8 Upanishads from Advaita Ashrama, Upanishads.org, Vedas and Upanishads for Children by Rupapai, and several other write-ups and thoughts on Upanishads. Background music is sourced from various royalty-free music sources, Apple Loops, internet archives with non-commercial 4.0 international license. Om Shanti chants are from YouTube source Gaya Sanskrit. This podcast was conceptualized, scripted, narrated and audio designed by Argya Goswami.